0: Japanese are masters of indigenous crafts. We're going to take you to an exhibition happening right here that transports us to a festival that has taken place annually in the Igata, Japan since 2013. I can't wait. I'm a huge fan of everything Japanese. But first, we take you to a diner where all-day breakfast is on the menu. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin here on Your Money. Welcome to the Straits Times Life Pigs podcast. Quek, food correspondent at the Straits Times Life, and Aung Sofen, senior culture correspondent for ST Life. They both joined me live this morning. How are you doing, ladies? Well, I'm here. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And feel free to jump in anytime during the conversation to share your thoughts. Eunice, your food correspondent at the Straits Times Life, that is a much envied job, <laughs> I have to say. You're going to take us to Tiongbaru Bakery Diner. I've been there. Which one did you go to? Raffle City yeah. or Funan Mall?
1: I've been to both actually. Wow. Um, pretty much the same because these are the two outlets under the Cheongbaro Bakery chain that have this new diner concept. So you've tried it as well? I uh, have. Not yet. I, have yeah. I have, I have. I have to say it was the first time that I came
0: up close with a 158-year-old sourdough starter. I've never eaten food that old.
1: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us what you yes, liked it tastes about great. <laughs> what yeah. did you like about Tiong Baru Bakery? So, okay, I've always been a fan of the brand. You know, I love its bread, I love its pastries. And I've actually written about, you know, when they first had so-called, I would say, proper food at the Raffle City Outlet. And then now they've done this diner concept, which kind of, you know, elevates the food menu a little bit. Mm-hmm. So very on-trend, you know, paying attention to like fermented ingredients. They have a lot more vegetable options, for vegans, vegetarians and most importantly, it doesn't compromise on flavour. Yeah, and some of my, you know, favourite dishes they seem rather simple, may not be stuff that I usually might order, but not really great. So one of it was this hot chicken salad with caramelised pumpkin, mm-hmm. and it's basically really tender chicken breast. I know people normally don't think it's tender, but it was. You mm-hmm. know, tender chicken breast, and it was marinated in ingredients such as tamarind paste, lemongrass, garlic, rosemary. To me, what completed the dish perfectly was that it was drizzled in brown butter. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Butter
2: is always
1: good. <laughs> Indeed, so Always, said. yes. And the other dish that I really liked was this miso whole wheat spaghetti with broccolini. I um, liked that had one too.
0: It was so simple. Yeah. I mean, it was just yes. basically spaghetti and miso and rice vinegar. Yes. And that was it. Or oh, some eggplant maybe and broccolini. Yeah. So yeah, simple. That sounds really delicious. You are right, Sofen. It was healthy. Pesto, yeah. I'm not used to healthy food tasting so good.
1: That's right. <laughs> I think mean, I think that's the most important thing, you know, that like it still tastes well. I mean, brown butter isn't exactly I would say the healthiest thing, but you still gotta have flavor, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: hey, I um, love the pulled pork. Yeah. The pulled pork oh, pasta. Yeah. Did you try that?
1: Yeah, the so pulled pork was pretty good too. My only thing for that was that I kind of wished I had more. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't seem like that was very much. So, yeah. What that I, I liked was you know that French
0: chef Paul Albert. Mm. He's obviously really passionate about his food And the attention to detail I mean, people hear pulled pork and they think Oh, you know, that's almost fast food But no, the pulled pork was marinated for two days
1: Yes, so he takes a lot of care You know, in everything that he does and I think that's also why they wanted to brand it slightly differently, you know, that people don't just see this place as any other cafe, you know, any other bistro. Like, you know, Chef is really well-trained and, mm. you know, stands his own among other restaurants.
0: Okay, I'm going to share. Yep. You know, you know, I was a bit confused though. When you hear Tiong Baru mm-hmm. Bakery, Diner, you think the food should have some link to Tiong Baru and really didn't.
1: No, no, no. I mean, I mean, this place, you know, has their, I mean, because their background is from the Tiong Baru area, hence the name. But, I mean, other than that, it's pretty much French style. And the reason why, you know, the owner, uh, Cynthia Chua, she wanted to do something along this line was Mm -hmm. because she was pretty much influenced by the whole, you know, that whole bistronomy kind of thing that's going on in France and all that. And so that's why I wanted to do something like this in Singapore and to also bank on the brand instead of starting something new. Mm. I think it's a great idea, yeah. Well,
0: I'm all about the money, you know. My show is all about money. So (laughs) how much damage can I expect money-wise?
1: Okay, I mean, the cheapest, but I think for the quality and the quantity, I think it's pretty reasonable. You would say damage-wise for about a dish, maybe around the main would be around the 20s. So, well, bad. depending on how much you eat, mm. you could go from about, yeah, around maybe 25 or so and plus everything else that you add in around thirties. Yeah. And well, if you have like the waffles and pancakes, which you must. You must. You must. Have. Especially the yeah. brown <laughs> butter pancake.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: uh, if you have 50 cents, try the secret kaya, right? What
1: mm, do you think about yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. The kind of secret off-menu kaya I that, don't even know what that, the password yeah,
0: that, is, but I think you go to the Eng Hun outlet and you say you want the kaya. I'm sure they'll
1: <laughs> hand it to you for fifty cents. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not a problem.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank and, you.
1: And they come in the waffles and the pancakes come in a sweet and or savory option. Oh yeah. I so about that. yeah. So so the the sweet one would be with Thai mangoes, caramelized almond. You have a salted butter caramel sauce and a lemongrass infused chantilly cream. So he kind of wants to put in a bit of an
2: Asian spin-ish. Twist.
1: Yeah, and the savory version has a sunny side up. It has crispy bacon, maple syrup, and a ricotta. So, well, for me, it's all about the bacon. So i go for that.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for making us so hungry. 45 minutes to lunchtime at 12. <laughs> You, you know, know where to go. Thank <laughs> you. Eunice Quack there, Thank food you. correspondent at Straits Times Life. If you like the Straits Times Life Picks podcast, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 from 1110 a.m. every Wednesday, or you can subscribe to Life Picks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Like us and give us a rating. From food, we head now to, ah, oh, the wonders of Japan. So fun here to talk mm. about a unique show at the Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts called Roots. Yes of metal craft, Subami Sanjon Igata, Japan. Whisk us away, Sorfin.
2: Okay, so I'm a bit of a fan of like Japanese craft as well because their craftsmanship is always mm. top-notch. And this particular show is very interesting because it focuses on metal craft, which is metal work, basically. Mm. And most people tend to associate metal work in Japan with samurai swords because there's that pop culture Right, for like sure. all this beautiful, sharp, crafted samurai swords. Well, unfortunately, this one is not about samurai swords, it's okay. about much more mundane metal work stuff like kitchenware and house tools and machine parts. But what I find very interesting about this show is mm-hmm. that they've also brought in craftsmen to do workshops. So I signed up for the knife finishing workshop this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> is this for kitchen knives? Yes, it's for kitchen knives. This is
0: fantastic. This is what I've been dying for. The sharpest knives I could possibly have in my kitchen. So it's a workshop where you're going to learn about Japanese
2: knives? Yes. And then you can... Yeah. So that is not (laughs) the only workshop. Unfortunately, the knife finishing workshop is very popular. So it's full up. But there's another workshop on hammering copperware. So if you sign up for that, it's $35. Mm -hmm. And you can make a copperware plate. Gosh, that's a And customize it according to your own design. That's really cool. And yeah, all all cool. in an hour, huh? I'm not sure how long Yeah, 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 I'm looking workshop, at it now. I think it's a mm. list, uh, okay, those two are not the only workshops. At the end of March, there's another two workshops where you can learn to make spoons and forks and a copper mm. toxic rest. Too much fun, too yeah. much. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> because the you know, sounds very reasonable too.
0: Yeah, thirty-five, yes. twenty-five dollars. Yes, yeah.
2: the sessions in March are cheaper; they are twenty-five dollars compared to this nice. weekend's thirty-five dollars. Yeah. Hey, your list le- thirty-five dollars is still pretty reasonable considering you learn a skill. Oh, ah,
0: yeah. yeah. When you think about it, and then there's is a it free it? lecture on Japanese la- knives. That one's free. Admission. Yeah.
2: So there's a whole series of lectures that they're doing about artisanship and apprenticeship. Because, I mean, Japanese craftsmen have this long tradition of you need to apprentice and learn from a master over a long period of time. So they're addressing that tradition Mm. as well. So there's a whole series of talks. So I like that this exhibition is not just artifacts in a hall. Yeah. You can go and do hands-on workshops. You can go and learn from talks and lectures by academics and practitioners.
0: Okay, so who are some of the presenters besides the
2: actual craftsmen themselves? I think it's hosted by the people from NASA. Mm-hmm. So they will have like the translators and the academics there to talk about the craft.
0: Okay, So when people think metal craft, they think of Game of Thrones and all that hammering and the heat. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) What what is the atmosphere going to be like, do you think? The stuff that people produce is in these two cities. There are actually two cities in Niigata and they are famous for their industries as well. So they produce everything from like pruning scissors for Ikebana. There's this little exhibit that shows all the different scissors that they've customized for the different Ikebana schools. And then they've got these traditional Japanese nails that they've been making for like 500 years. So now the traditional skill is becoming lost because there's not as much demand for traditional Japanese nails. So they've used the skill instead to make modern camping pegs. So it's quite interesting to see the evolution of the craft and how a long-standing tradition like this can still be relevant in the modern day.
0: A wonderful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, still mm. so relevant. And sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like you're going to have your hands full so fun of metal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, very
0: sharp metal. <laughs> I'll be sure to always say scary. good things to you. Well, thank you both for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Eunice Quek is a food correspondent from ST Life and you just heard there Ong So Fen, Senior Culture Correspondent for ST Life taking us today to Tiong bar Bakery Diner and helping us understand Roots of Metal Craft brand new show over at Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts. I'm Michelle Martin. This has been ST Life Picks. Well, that's all we have for you on this week's episode of Lifestyle Picks. Do join us again on Your Money on Wednesdays. You can find out more Life Picks and Food Picks Podcasts. Podcasts on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.